This is our second session as we focus on verses 2 and 3 in this paragraph here. We've dealt in four sessions with verse 1. We've done one session on the breadth of the issue of thinking the same in this letter. And now I want to turn to just one phrase that I think has huge implications for how we do ministry, namely Paul's request to this true companion, we don't know who it is, true yoke fellow, that he help these women. Let's read it. I entreat you, Odia, and I entreat Syntyche to agree. So these women are not in agreement. They're not of the same mind. We don't know what the disagreement is. And he says, yes, yes, I'm addressing them directly. I'm asking them to take responsibility. I have done my part in writing this letter and in addressing them. And now I ask you also, true companion, help them, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel. And I simply want to draw attention to the fact that he's calling for a an on-the-ground person, perhaps a pastor, or maybe a mature layman, and saying, would you take this letter that I've written, learn from it, and help them? Father, as we ponder the implications of that simple observation, grant, I pray, that all of us would grow in our capacities to do this kind of helping, this kind of healing, unifying, peacemaking, helping in the church. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The reason I'm lingering on this is because I want you to feel the weight of the fact that Paul is an apostle, and he has written a letter. And this is the concluding chapter of it. And you would think, having devoted chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, and now chapter 4 to the whole issue of how to live in harmony and how to live in humility and unity and how to live in a courageous, fearless, unified uh, fighting for the sake of the gospel, pulling each other's arms forward in one great battle against the evil. And you'd think... Paul would say, no, that's enough. I've written the letter. Read the letter. All of you should live up to this letter. And that's just not what he does. Instead, he says, now part of the way God works to heal these kinds of things between two people, in this case, Euodia and Sidia, part of the way God ordains for the healing is for the letter to take root in a person who in real flesh and blood goes and deals with these women, gets them together, listens to both of them, tries to understand and puts flesh and bones on this letter so that it's not just the letter and it's not just a sermon, but it is a face-to-face helping So, let's see from the rest of the New Testament how Paul and the writer to the Hebrews underlines this utterly crucial fact, namely that we should not just think that 
the awareness of the New Testament directly is the way all of our relational problems is solved. It's not. Here's Paul in Ephesians 4.11. He gave apostles. This is Jesus. When he ascended, he gave apostles. He gave prophets, evangelists, shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. So you have a Bible, inspired Bible, and you have uh, teachers or shepherds, and you have saints dealing with saints. That's a pretty big chain of helping, right? <laughs> Help. The Bible helps. Teachers learn from the Bible and shepherds, and they equip the saints to do the work of the ministry on other saints. And all of this is what's being implied in help these women. Here's a concrete example addressed by Paul to Timothy. Preach the word. So there is one way that the letter to the Philippians is to be handled. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. That's the word used by Paul toward Euodia and Syntyche. Exhort with complete patience and teaching. So here's the sermon and here's the personal application after the service or in the small group later in the week or in the counseling session. This is just massive for a pastoral understanding of how a church works. There's Bible, there's preaching, and then there's all kinds of ways that the preached word rooted in the scriptures is applied to Euodia and Syntyche in their conflict. Here's another example the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. This is all instruction for how this true companion might help Euodia and Syntyche. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. Now, I don't think Euodia and Syntyche are in the condition of these opponents here. This is a more serious kind of thing. But the principle remains the same. God grants repentance not just through the Bible directly, not just through preaching directly, but when there is a face-to-face -face correcting of the opponents with gentleness. Here's a beautiful description of it in 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 to 14. We ask you, brothers to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord. So here's we, that's Paul the Apostle and his helpers, and then there are those who labor among you and are over you. These would be your elders and pastors over you in the Lord. They admonish you. So esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves, and we urge you, brothers, Admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. 
This is an application of the preached word. So Bible, preaching, and then all kinds of particularly designed admonitions, particularly designed encouragements, particularly designed helping, helping, particularly designed patience as we figure everybody out and what the best way is. And here is one more illustration. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart. So all the brothers and all the sisters take care, leading you to fall away from the living God. Exhort one another. There's the horizontal, small group, one-on-one, one-on-twelve application of the preached word. Exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So when Paul pauses and says, okay, I've written my letter, I've explained lots of reasons and given profound foundations, especially in chapter 2, for why Euodia and Syntyche will be able to agree and pull together in the Lord like they did once upon a time when they were laboring side by side with me in the gospel. They'll be able to do that again, but I'm not going to be content with just leaving you with my letter. I'm going to tell you, true companion, take my letter and go to these women and be specific Love them individually. Put flesh and bones on this letter. Get in their lives and help them. So the point of this episode is, Pastor, preach the word, but don't assume that preaching or private Bible reading is enough to heal all the wounds and to accomplish all the holiness. No, Exhort your people to do this. Equip them to do this, to take your sermons, to take the Bible, and to get very specific and be concrete helpers of those who are having difficulty in their relationships.